shall feed he shall feed his flock like a shepherd he shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young are you not happy to have him as a shepherd this morning how many were once like a stray sheep Amen. I think we understand the value of singing Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Amen. Maybe while at it, let's just say Psalm 23. The favorite Sunday school scripture. Psalm 23, verse 1. It reads in this manner, he found, excuse me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. How many are comforted this morning? And let's just go to John chapter 10, verse 11. John 10, from verse 11, it reads in this manner. If you found it, you can just say amen. Amen. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. He gave his life for us. But he that is a, a hiding, not the shepherd, 
whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth, because he is an hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I, I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. They shall hear my voice. They shall be one fold and one shepherd. Amen. That is the scripture. Amen. And then in verse 26, it says, But he believe not, because he are not my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow. Hallelujah. Let's just bow our heads. Most gracious Heavenly Father, as readers we have read, but we need your spirit to bring life from whatever we have read this morning. It is not my intention that these people this morning can hear just the ramblings of a man. My greatest desire is that to let them hear the God that created them. And this morning, I'm not an exception as you speak to them. It is my heart's desire that you should speak to me because we are just under your care as the sheep shepherd. Lord, you know your sheep, you know the struggles of your sheep. We cannot fight our battles. The sheep was never made to fight battles. You are fighting our battles. And every battle that has been brought here this morning, I'm praying that you you'll be part of it and settle it once and for all. That when believers leave this place, everyone can say, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Let it not just be a statement that we read. Let it be a testimony that we can utter through our human lips. Let it be something that can be indisputable when we encounter the enemy. We can tell the enemy that we are his. And he knows us. Lord, I commit myself, circumcise my lips, circumcise their ears, let the Holy Spirit move in such an unhindered manner. If there are those that are sick and afflicted, may they be touched and may they be delivered. If there be those that are weary, may they be re-energized like eagles. Because, Lord, we can see the hour is far spent. But I'm glad that we've got the material that can prepare us. And Lord, this morning, just help us that our attitude towards the weight, let it be a positive one. Because whatever we'll get will depend on our attitude. But Lord, we bind every demon this morning. 
that may want to cause any disruption, both visible and invisible, we have the power to bind the demons because you told us that whatever we bind here shall be bound in heaven. And whatever we set loose here shall be set loose in heaven. We're not just ordinary church members this morning, but we are the bride members with authority. And we can speak and the Holy Spirit can action what we are speaking about. And this morning, I'm very much thankful to worship you on these grounds, on these holy grounds that you have selected for the hour, which is the message of the hour. I commit everybody to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. As you take your seats. Amen. Just uh, a few minutes. I want us to speak on. I initially thought we would continue where we left off on Wednesday. But you know, uh, as a man, you could plan, but God has got other plans. Amen. We were looking at the subconscious mind on Sunday on Wednesday rather and and we had a, we had a good time indeed amen now this morning the lord just put it in my heart that we should speak about the shepherd and the sheep amen that's what i want to look at because i think David was a shepherd, and if he says, the Lord is my shepherd, that means there is something that he saw as a shepherd that resembled his relationship with the Almighty God. Amen. And as Isaiah says, he shall feed his flock like a shepherd, and in the end time, how many believe we are being fed? Amen. With a spiritual food in due season. Amen. And then we'll get into just looking at the nature of the sheep. It doesn't just eat everything that comes on its plate. It has a, a selective diet. Amen. Brother Brenham says a sheep, when it's lost, it is helpless. Hallelujah. It can never find its way back to the fold. It needs the shepherd to guide it back to the fold. Are we together? So this morning we'll look into those things. And, but as I say, he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. Amen. Now, the prophet of God spoke or will read several messages here or quotations. But when you look at the sheep and the shepherd, it has been mentioned 247 times in the Bible. Just to share with you the significance of the relationship between the sheep and the shepherds. Amen. Now, there are certain things. Can we agree that a sheep... When it is lost, it is helpless. It must find the shepherd. 
Hallelujah. Uh, it can never figure its way out. And there is no one that knows the sheep better than the shepherd. Amen. And in this case, I think there will be, I will approach it from different, uh, uh, or I'll use different approaches uh, because we've got a relationship with the Savior, him being our chief shepherd, and us being the flock. And we've got the relationship with the church and the pastor being the shepherd over the flock. Hallelujah. We've got Jesus as the husband of the church. And Brother Branham comes and says, the pastor is the husband to the church. Are we together? But uh, uh, spiritually speaking, so that the devil must not manipulate that statement for selfish purposes. Amen. Are we together? That means the pastor comes with the uh, spiritual seed and gives it to the church and the church becomes pregnated with the spiritual seed and produces the man child which is Christ. Amen. Are we together? Amen. But it's spiritually. Amen. Now, when you look at how many agree that we are a sheep, it's, a, it's, not, a, it's not a flattering description because if I would go around the room and say, if you were to be reincarnated as an animal, which animal would you choose? Some of you will choose lion, tiger, and so forth. But the Bible says we are the sheep. Hallelujah. A sheep, when you look at it, or there are certain the nature of the sheep that I would want us to look at. I'm told that when the sheep falls on its back and it lands on his back with four legs up, the sheep can never, ever be able to get up and be upright without the assistance or assistant, assistance of the shepherd. Are we together? So, and it says, I'm told that if it cannot be helped for more than an hour, it will die. Um, when you are just sitting there, you think that should be easy. I mean, it should just flip over and, and maybe it will grab, it will, it will be able to stand up. But it's not as easy as you think. It tells you how critical a shepherd is over the sheep. Hallelujah. So imagine if it falls on its back, but it's unattended, it will die. Hallelujah. A shepherd does not sleep. During the day, he takes care of the sheep. At night, he watches over the sheep. Hallelujah. And we'll get into, into those, those things. Amen. I mean, I was in Lesotho. There you've got lots, lots of shepherds there. They really take their job very seriously. And, and they take pride in what they are doing. And, and, and you can see that they've got a, a relationship. I don't know whether we still have such a type of shepherding in the country whereby a shepherd walks in the front and the sheep follow the shepherd. But looks in South Africa, the shepherd is behind, is washing the sheep. Hallelujah. 
because this one goes that way, that one goes. But brother, the prophet says when you go to the eastern countries or the Middle East, when you get there, what you find out is that a shepherd would be walking in front of the sheep in the ma- around the market. And there will be cabbages, there will be some vegetables, but it doesn't get attracted to that. It is focusing on the shepherd. When he turns left, they turn left. If they turn right, turns right, they turn right. Hallelujah. And it's not worried that if I'm leading the ship, there might be some commotion going on behind. Because we'll get into the nature of the ship. So if it falls on its back, it can never help itself to get back up again. It has to be assisted by the shepherd. Amen. The sheep does not have an excellent vision. It has poor vision, but it has an excellent hearing. Hallelujah. That's why he doesn't say, my sheep sees me. He says, my sheep heareth my voice. Hallelujah. So the sheep, the way it hears, it, it can be, it's very distinctive. It doesn't forget the sounds. If it catches the voice of the shepherd, no other voice can grab that sheep. Hallelujah. And I think spiritually you would understand, ever, since we have heard the voice of Jesus Christ, in this world where there are voices, voices of politics, voices of religion, but there is only one voice that is distinct to us as the sheep, is the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Because why? My, we, we know him. That's why he says, my sheep heareth my voice, and the stranger's voice they cannot listen to. Hallelujah. And there will, be, there will be a lot of voices in the end time. Now, I was looking, they say, when you look at the sheep, it has a, it has a, a particular way that it digests food. It has what they will call you can call them four stomachs, but it's actually four chambers. When it digested the food, the food has been digested into two steps. First, they eat the raw plant food. Hallelujah. And then thereafter, it, 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 it seems like it is semi-digested, which then later it will, it will re- it will, it will, let me read it for you. This means that they just, they digest food in two steps. First, they eat their raw plant food, then re- regurgitate the semi-digested form, which then they chew and they re-swallow. They have four stomach chambers to help with their complicated digestion. Amen. So, I, I hope you this morning you will be with me. They, they eat, they, they, or they, they digest the food twice. The same food that they have eaten. Hallelujah. So that means they would eat a raw plant. It has some way where it is stored. It will bring it back to re-digest it. Hallelujah. If you are here, you understand what we are talking about. As I'm speaking to you, I'm giving you a raw, fresh plant. But when you get home, you've got to re-digest. Are we together? 
you've got, you've got, uh, that's why it has four stomachs. If, if, if maybe, if you are the type of person that comes to church and hears the word and leaves and goes back and, and it's, it's as if you, as if you have never been in church, then maybe there is a problem with how you digest. Hallelujah. You've got to digest it twice. You hear, then later you meditate upon the weight. That's how you get the spiritual nutrients to sustain you on the journey. Are we together? Uh, how many meditate after the service? How many sometimes get to the tape on that specific Sunday and say, let me just listen once more just to make sure that I've not missed anything, anyone in the building? If you are not doing that, make sure that you are doing that. Hallelujah. You've got to, somebody was was speaking somewhere with Brother Mpanya and says, a lot of times, even students, they read the book at tertiary. Once they are done, they will never go back to the book. They move on. They've done with that book. They are finished with school. That's why they are not growing in knowledge. So if you want to grow on spiritual knowledge, Make sure that you absorb and you meditate upon that. And if not, something is not clear, you revisit to extract more and you seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit to guide you. That's how you are going to grow. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, I hope this morning you will be with me. Don't ever be passive when it comes to the word of God. This is your spiritual destination. It depends on you. You've got to make sure that you are diligent when it comes to the matters of the Almighty God. Are you still with me? Now, when you look at the different kinds of animals, uh, they've got different defense mechanism. Hallelujah. If you come across a dog, if it wants to, to, to express its particular defense mechanism, it will bark and it will growl and show the teeth and warn you to get away. If it is a lion, it will roar. If it is a rattlesnake, it will rattle. If it is a cat, it will hatch his, his back and his. Hallelujah. But uh, the sheep has got no defense mechanism. It can never bark. It can never roar. Hallelujah. Because why? It was made to always be next to the shepherd. The, de- the best defense mechanism for a sheep, it is its shepherd. Are we together? And I, and I know uh, such message may not be very easy to swallow this morning because we live in quite an independent age where you think, goodness, I can figure out my way out. But you will see as we come along, you, you need a shepherd. Amen. Hallelujah. You need somebody that you can confide in, especially when the, the, the battle keeps on raging. Are, are we together? Amen. Now, another, sheep, another thing, the sheep, can never fight. Hallelujah. It, has, it does not have that nature. Hallelujah. And another thing, it can never run away. It can never scare away. Hallelujah. When the danger comes towards the sheep, I'm told the best defense mechanism for the sheep, they flock. Hallelujah. Them flocking is their best defense mechanism. That is why it is dangerous to be a sheep that is a loner. You become vulnerable to the attacks of the wolves. 
Hallelujah. That's why this morning, the reason we have come here is not because we want to show off our clothes. Hallelujah. It's not because we want to make friendship. There's better place where we can make better friendship. But the reason we come here is because we want to flock together. Because why? When we are together, the stronger we become. Hallelujah. And I tell my brother about this problem. He prays for me. He tells me this problem. I pray for him. The sheep, when they come together, flock together, is to draw strength from one another. Hallelujah. That's why I have refused. And I've always, I will always refuse. The, 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 when the sheep come together, I hate a judgmental spirit. I hate a judgmental, I hate self-righteous attitude. Hallelujah. Because why? When we come together, wherever I come, I come with my battle. You come with your battle. You come with your scars. But when we come together, we re-strengthen one another. It is not for me to look at your wound and say, goodness, this guy is terrible, or this brother or this sister is terrible, and we start gossiping about your misfortune. That is not the nature of the sheep. The nature of the sheep is that we share the burden when we come together. We come to the shepherd and we cast our burdens upon the shepherd because a sheep can never carry its own load. I hope we are together this morning. That's why for you, for us to have a church is not to show off in the community that we've got a better building. That is not the intention. We want to build a community and from that community we can be able to leverage on each other's strengths. Hallelujah. Because when I'm weaker, you are stronger. And when I'm stronger, you are weaker. So we must help one another. Are you here this morning? Yes. Hallelujah. That is why, as a shepherd, and I will get into some things. Because part of a, being a shepherd, you, you, there's no sheep that is better than another sheep. Hallelujah. There's no soul that is more valuable than another soul. All souls are equal before the almighty God. A rich man and a poor man. Are you here? Yes. Hallelujah. And, and when, you can, when you can begin to see a, a, a so-called shepherd beginning to treat the souls based on their social status, it may be that the nature behind the man is not of a shepherd, it's of a hiling. Because a hiling is into it for a financial reward. This morning, I don't care whether you are poor or rich. All I need is for you to have confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. Are we together? And if you, you have none, you are still as important as the one that has. Uh, hallelujah. And if you've got matters, I, I know what I'm talking about because a, a rich man, his child falls into a, a misfortune or find themselves compromised. The manner in which they attend to the case is different from uh, uh, Gogo Zamini, granddaughter, because she is on a pension. The case has been treated differently. It does not work like that in this church. Hallelujah. All souls are equal. The only principle that we apply is here. And, and sometimes, stay with me, sometimes when two people can commit the same act, but the outcome might be different. Somebody we can excommunicate. Goodness, then this days is very not easy to excommunicate because you excommunicate a person, then next Sunday you hear that they are leading a song in another church. So, okay. That's what the message community has come to. That's why people cannot shape up. 
They've got alternatives. Yes, yes, if you are a shepherd, it's not going to be always easy. There are some times where I've got to have a tough talk with you so that you can shape up. Exactly. Hallelujah. Yes. yes, a real shepherd sometimes breaks the sheep leg yes. and, and put it there. And if it says it hates me, so be it. But the reason I break the leg is so that I can tend to it. Hallelujah. But these days when you break the sheep leg, next day you hear another one has put a bandage, a bandage that sheep is walking somewhere. That, that's why the environment is unstable. Hallelujah. What happened to those days before you go, got into another church? They did a background, church, where, a background check. Where do you come from, brother? Hallelujah. These days it doesn't happen as soon as the beautiful car pulls over and say, I want to worship you. They say, glory to God. Only to find that the man is having married to the third wife. Here we do a background check. There's a man that I was with the other time in my office. Say, I want to worship you. I say, okay. And then your wife says, yeah, that first one that you know I'm no longer with. The second one, even I'm no longer with. I find another one that loves the spoken word. I say, find another church, not in this church. Because these people, they bring spirits. If you allow one, not long, all the brothers in the church, they've got marital problems. They've got questions, should I leave here? No, say. That's why as a shepherd, we've got to, you've got to be a gatekeeper. To make sure, we're not looking for a quantity here. We're looking for a quality. And I, I've learned some principles along the journey. I've realized that if you keep four people and you worship with four people that are genuine, those people will reproduce themselves and produce other genuine people. I would rather have four that are genuine than 2,000 that are crooks. Because you'll have crooks multiplying themselves and later as a shepherd, you, your hair go, goes gray. Are we together? There's got to be a standard, brethren. In this church, you don't just come and you, you sing better what, and we say we worship with you. No, we do a background check. And if you're not living right, we confront you. Brother, you are misrepresenting us. Are you going to repent? And if you don't repent, we say, excuse yourself. Don't come until you have really applied to your mind whether you want to serve the Lord or not. Hallelujah. Uh, do you understand what I'm talking about? Because what is happening, not long, people begin to measure themselves based on the people that are around them. But this morning I say, the standard is the weight. And everybody that comes here must measure up to the weight. And you've got to pass the weight test. And I think a lot of times, the mess that we've got in the message community, some of us as shepherds, we've been too tolerant with sin. Hallelujah. We have found quotations how to put it better. Let me tell you something. If the prophet said no, we will say no. If he said yes, we will say yes. Amen. Today is very easy. You can believe anything and find any, a church that will support you in your belief. But the beauty about it is that all, when all is said and done, all of us, the shepherds, we've got to appear before the chief shepherds and be accountable for every word we preached. Hallelujah. And that's why sometimes I would rather be popular with you, but be popular with him. Than to be popular with you and be unpopular with him. I hope you are still with me. Amen.
Now, I think it, it was Brother Msabi that preached the other time, mentioned that you've got sheep and you've got lambs. A lamb and a sheep is not the same thing. The sheep has gained strength, but the lamb is still weaker. And the same patience that brought the sheep from being a lamb to a sheep is required to bring this other lamb to the stage of a sheep. Hallelujah. And and, and I heard one retired pastor, they asked him a question and said, look, if you were to redo the ministry again, what is the... What is the one thing that you regret that you wish you could change? He said, one thing that I regret that I wish I could change is I gave up on people too quickly. That means I became impatient with people. Had I been impatient with them, I think maybe I could have produced results. Are we together? But uh, being a shepherd is not an easy thing because sheep behave in a different and strange manner. Oh, do you agree that all of us, when we came in, we had to start with the ABC before we got to the algebra? Before we knew whether the seventh seal is revealed, we had to know how to dress. And, and there were people that were patient. I, I remember, I mean, as a young boy, I had a very fine deacon. Very fine deacon. One time he came to pick me up. It was a few times that I had, I think it was two weeks after I had been baptized. I didn't know what was allowed, what was not allowed. I was just happy that this thing is genuine. And when he picked me up, I was, I was in my shorts. And I jumped into his car. And... He, he did not have any problem. He, he chatted to me. He fellowshiped with me. We were happy. And later, it dawned on me that, goodness, shots, shots are not allowed. And now I thought, goodness, okay. But why did he not rebuke me? But I realized that he realized that I'm still a lamp. He had to be patient with me so that I can grow. But uh, it, was in the, it was in those years. I mean, today, if somebody sees me with a brother with a short, uh, but it has to be a lamp, brethren. It must not be a sheep. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, I had much better put it. Brampanyan, you don't know what happened to me. My wife was shocked. I think it was 2008. Uh, I met a brother. He was from a certain country, and he, he fellowship, told me about the message, and told me that he was a deacon where he was coming from. And I arranged to pick him up on our way to the service. And I, yeah, it was Saturday. I had to drop something by him. Now, while I was waiting for this former deacon from another country, he just rocks up with uh, this shocking shot. And I was quite dumbfounded. I looked at him. I thought, is he... It, like, it was like I had seen a ghost. <laughs> but he didn't have any problem. But I, I said, 
okay, where, where it comes from? What was the problem? Because he was not a lamb. He was a sheep. He knew polygamy was wrong. You So, I mean, by when you get there, goodness, you must have sorted out the fundamentals. Okay, I'm not on that one. I'm just giving you an example. So, he was patient with me. But a lot of times, when you become patient with the lamb, you find that there are some sheep that are already holy. So holy, you, you think, goodness, this one dropped out of heaven. They never came through the channels that everybody is coming through. And, I, and you get shocked and say, but as I'm helping this, you remember Brother Brahma had a pianist with a shot? Hallelujah. She was a lamb, not a sheep. She was a lamb. I'm not, I want, I'm not giving you a, free, a get out of jail free card here. You behave like that if you are a lamb. And as a shepherd, I will tell you that you are a lamb. And I will treat you like a lamb. And, and you will do something. Goodness, you allow me to preach this morning. A sister makes a very funny hairstyle. And me as a pastor never said a word about it. I came with to the sister. God bless you, sister. Nothing. Is everything right? God bless you. Another sister sees that that one made that a Christmas hairstyle. Tree hairstyle. She goes and does the same thing. I was the first one to call and I say, remove that thing when you come on Sunday. Now, she was shocked that the pastor allowed that one, but doesn't allow me. It's because that one is a lamb, this one is the sheep. Are you here? The people are not going to come into the world. While we are trying to fix them, you that are old timers, you look at them and you admire them and you want to be like them. No, say, behave like a sheep so that I can tell the lamp and say, look at other sisters, how they are doing. Look at how other brothers are doing. Be a standard of the way. Are we together? And especially when the church is still growing. Because at sometimes all of a sudden, one Sunday, you get outnumbered by visitors. But you are not a visitor. And yes, you can hear me even complimenting a visitor and say, you look nice, good to you. It was great to have you. And you go and dress like that and I say, you look like a dog's breakfast. And you want to say, does the pastor hate me? No, I'm doing a, a work of a shepherd. Because you have spent years with you. I expect you to come to a certain level of maturity so that you can go down and uplift to those that are coming. You can never be a baby forever. Are you with me this morning? Amen. We are at different levels. We are at different levels. And for I've long been in the message. I don't want to behave like a novice. I, I want to behave like an experienced person. I want, when I interact with people, I want them when they walk away to say, if this, this man has been around, and it must instill confidence in somebody to say, if he has been around, I'm going to be around. Are we together? Amen. Now, let me read this quotation here. Or maybe if I read this quotation, 
there there are certain you, you don't wake up in the morning and become and just decide to be a shepherd. Hallelujah. Uh, and I'll I'll tell you when when you are a shepherd, you've got to give birth to people. Hallelujah. A shepherd has birth pains and gives birth to people. And, and after, and you would understand, in this day and age, to find somebody who has not been in the message, to find them and baptize them, and you see them maturing and becoming responsible, it takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of prayer. Are you with me? Because you have birthed that, that person. You have molded them. You have shaped them to be the type of people that they are. So that they become representatives of heaven upon the earth. Are we together? So, a shepherd, if, 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 and that's why these days, I don't know, people don't, a hiling, the difference between a shepherd and a hiling, a hiling is looking at the numbers. He's looking at what am I going to get? You know, if a hiling comes here this morning, he or quickly he looks around the church, he can make a quick count and say, how many are driving cars? That means this church is doing so much. That's a hiling. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Yeah. A shepherd is not looking at that. Yes, Hallelujah. But I'm not saying the church doesn't need money. For a church to go forward, it needs the contribution of the believers. For us to pay the building is because of your tithes and your offerings. Yeah. Hallelujah. But when, when, when you mold a sheep, a sheep knows its responsibilities. But before I get to the responsibilities of a sheep, I want to look at the responsibility of a shepherd. A shepherd must give birth. You, you cannot build a church by going to this brother and say, Brother, you don't know. You, things are wrong where you worship. This and this. this. No, 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 no. That's, that's not being a shepherd. That's being a hiling. Be, and before you, before you correct a, a shepherd or before you become hard on somebody that is a shepherd, we check, have you ever given birth? Are we together? You, you know, a woman that has given birth, you remember the two women that came before Solomon? One understood the birth pains. Another one had no idea. And Solomon, because he was wise, he said, let me put it to the test. He says, no, this baby is fine. Because you are fighting, we'll cut the baby into two pieces. And you'll get a piece to bury, and you'll get a piece to bury. The one without the birth pains say, hallelujah, can I get my piece? Solomon looked and said, this is not a genuine one. Are we together? Birth pains bring a sense of responsibility. It makes you to be measured in how you approach things on what you are saying. Hallelujah. And that's why a shepherd, evangelist is not a shepherd. Evangelist has got his own role. And that's why if you can get an evangelist that comes and evangelizes the area, people pay, uh, repent and he attempts to be a shepherd. The very people that he has gathered, he will scatter. Yeah. Hallelujah. Because he, he doesn't know to him, or he doesn't see that they are growing. To, he saw them wearing miniskirts. To him, they are still wearing miniskirts. But at some point in time, that's why we've got different offices. There's got to be a transition of a diet. Yes. 
Hallelujah. As you grow in the message, your diet changes. You were rebuked and you were condemned and you repented. But at some point in time, you've got a relationship with the Lord. You want the relationship to be reaffirmed. Are we together? I don't say when you have long been in the message, you don't need evangelist. Some of us, we need an evangelist just to come and really smack us, to remind us. Because along the way, because of complacence, we pick up things that we let go. Yes, you can say amen to that. When we came into the message, there are certain things we let go. We walked away from them. But after a while, it wasn't a big deal. We picked it up. Hallelujah. And our priorities change. So right there, you need evangelists to come and say, look, repent or perish. I've explained to you what an evangelist does. He doesn't care about your feelings. He preaches whether you greet him or you don't greet him. He doesn't care. He's not emotionally sensitive. He's sensitive to the calling. He rebukes sins irrespective of who commits it. Even if it is in his family, he rebukes sin. If people don't talk to me, it's fine. But after that, you need somebody that can, because Brother Brown say preaching condemns you, but teaching places you positionally. You can never just be kept on being condemned and being condemned, being condemned, because later you become rebellious. But after you have been condemned, you need somebody to say, you have been condemned, but this is the way. And when you take your position in the body, you grow from that position and you fight from your position. Are we together? Evangelist will never place you positionally, but he will bring you in. But it doesn't mean that he's less important. Because later, message believers, after a while, they've got an adoration for teaching or apostles, and they forget, they say, evangelist, until they mistreat the poor guy. No, say. Brother Bramsey will remain on the evangelical uh, fields until we go home. He said that even after the sales. We will remain there until we go home. Are you with me? Now, when, when you have birthed a ship, I, I don't know, not, unless the, the parent is not in their normal uh, senses, you can never give birth to a child and later be jealousy of a child. No, no, no. no. The more the child grows and the more the child stabilizes, it's a good reflection on you as a parent. Uh, Hallelujah. Because that's your child. You have given birth to this child. Now, if you're a shepherd and you give birth to a sheep, you can never become jealousy of a sheep. Are we together? You, You cannot give somebody birth to somebody and wish that they would not make it to heaven. Because all, all, the shepherd ultimately is measured But how many of the sheep has he preserved when the last call is being made? A real shepherd does not want to lose the sheep. Hallelujah. And that's why in this church, even when a person says, I leave church, I always insist, don't stay at home. Go somewhere. You know why I'm saying go somewhere? Even if 
I have birthed them and they leave the church. In the economy of God, it doesn't change who their parents are. No, when they come on the other side, I birthed them. Are we together? I'm still responsible to make sure that they never leave the message. Are we together? I hope you are still with me here. So, he must birth a sheep. And after he has birthed a sheep, he must love the sheep. And the love that a shepherd has for a sheep, it's a, it takes different forms. How many believe that sometimes love is corrective? How many believe that there is tough love? You're not going to be, say, I'm under the ministry of Brother Mariba and always I kiss you on the forehead. It's not going to work like that. There are days where I'll kiss you on the forehead and say, well done. But there are days where I'll smack you and say, not that way. Get back to the line. But, but if, if you are a sheep, you cannot love me when I kiss you on the forehead and say, you are a good sheep. I hope your imagination is not running wild when I say kiss on the hip. I'm just making an example here for a lack of use of words here. Hallelujah. I'm just simply meaning when I encourage you, when I motivate you. Hallelujah. When, when I discover, because a real shepherd must discover things in you that you never knew existed. And you say, my, I never thought I could do this. I never thought I could say this. I never thought I could walk like this. I never thought I could live like that. Because why? A shepherd is, is extracting certain things that God had put in you to the surface so that you become an asset in the economy of God. But as much as you encourage, there are times where a shepherd has got to take a tough line and say, not that way. And one of my tough lines, young men don't understand. I, I, I really have got no tolerance for laziness. No, 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 no. No, you cannot spiritualize it. You've, and if you spiritualize it, it's part of the spiritual agenda. You've got to be a provider. A young man must have a sense of purpose. In this church, I would never allow any man that is not doing anything. We will ask you on Sunday, we will ask you on Wednesday, we will ask you on Sunday until you are tired. Because we understand that if the head is not right, the body will never come right. Can I get an amen on that one? Before God could give Adam Eve, he gave him the ground to till. Hallelujah. Are we together, brothers? I hope you won't go quiet on me, brother. Because these days, brothers allow sisters to work for themselves. The queen must never work. The king must provide. Can you say amen to that? And if you are not waking, don't think about getting married. Don't. Don't. What do you need a woman for? Because she's a helpmate. You help somebody that is doing something. So if you're not doing anything, why are you looking for a woman? To do what? Hallelujah. You see, it's part of being a shepherd. 
Amen. Isn't it what Brother Brenham said to Charles? And say, I need hope to be my wife. I will work so hard for her and make a provision for her. And Charles said, you can have her, Billy. Those are the type of men that we want. And such men, when they are like that, they become stable in their families. And when they become stable, they are able to lead their families by the word of God. And when they lead their families in a right way, you have a solid church. Are we together? It starts at the home, it goes into the church, then it goes into the community. If I compromise with you in your home, you will compromise in the church, the church is compromised, then the church in the community will be compromised. Can I get an amen on that one? So I must fix you in your home so that you become responsible. Hallelujah. Actually, the prophet, the Paul says, if a man does not provide for his family, he is worse than an infidel. But young men today, they want to tell me that they know the seal. But they cannot provide for their families. You are worse than an infidel with the knowledge of the seal. Are we together? Now, it has to be, he must love the sheep. He must protect the sheep. And, 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 and especially, you know, Brother Brenham in his ministry, he, he took a stance. And I, I'm beginning to see that people are beginning to be shy when a shepherd takes a stance on issues. A shepherd is there to protect. There are funny doctrines. A shepherd must protect the sheep from doctrines. Hallelujah. If it is wrong, I don't see it in the message. I must say it and rebuke it so that you know where I stand. I, I don't want you to stay, sit here and say, I'm not sure whether the pastor believes it like that. No, you've got, the shepherd must always be clear. You must have a clarity as to what does he stand for? What does he believe? Then you can have confidence in. You don't want somebody this year he believes this, next day he believes that, that other year he believes that. He becomes wishy-washy. I know a man, and I said to the men, to the, the people, I say, the, the man is not a, a shepherd. He, he was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then a young, another young man came all the way from Congo to his country and told him, it's not a reflection to the Congolese, we've got great Congolese, but it was this particular one, it was in Botswana. Then when he got there, the young man told the church that if you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, You've been baptized wrong because the Bible says be baptized unto the name. He baptized the pastor now unto the name. After he was baptized in the name. And later the other brothers came and said, Pastor, that young man misled you. Then they re-baptized the pastor for the third time now in the name. I mean, if you are under such a man, what do you think? He's not a shepherd. He needs to be shepherd. He, He needs to be a sheep so that he can be led. Hallelujah. Because what's happening? If I preach something here, I must be able to defend it all the times by the quotations and by the weight. And if I cannot do that and I become, I'm all over the place, then there is a problem. Are we together? So a shepherd must love, but he must protect. And now he must feed the sheep. 
There is a particular diet that the sheep will only feed on. And folks, I don't know of any better diet. Heavens and earth shall pass away. But the weight will stand. So the weight is the real diet for the sheep. And the message of the hour is the real diet for the sheep. And as long as we have not raptured, the, the message of William Brenham remains relevant until there is a body change. We are not going to improve it. We are going to get into the message and extract what he has already spoken. Nothing new. It must be what Elijah has already spoken. I'm saying this to you. If you are looking for a new thing, I'm not here trying to be creative here. Elijah, no one ever became creative. His message was simple. The flood is coming. Repent. One year. Next year, the flood is coming. Repent. Second year. The flood is coming. 50th year. 100 years later, the flood is coming. Repent. Did he improve? No, sir. The message was the same. Same with Moses. Come out of Egypt. Come out of Egypt. Come out of Egypt. That was it. And we are not going to change the message, folks. We are not going to change the message. It will remain the same. And let me tell you something. We will not change it to suit you. Uh -uh. If you cannot change it to suit the message, leave us alone with our message intact. Are you here? If you want to marry the second wife, go away. But don't come with quotation and try to manipulate them. No, sir. It will remain what Elijah said. And it will never change at any time. And real shepherds are here to protect what Elijah has spoken. Joshua protected what Moses preached. And the Joshua ministry is the fivefold ministry. Will protect what Brother Brennan preached. Say what the tapes say. If you never spoke it, don't say anything about it. But today we've got minds. Amen. Until the poor shepherds are under pressure these days, where sheep will come and say, you are not too deep. Oh, goodness. Some have gone too deep until they lost themselves in the deepness. <laughs> Allow me to go as far deeper as he has gone deeper. I cannot go deeper than that. You know what is happening? Do you know that there are people in the message that don't want Brother Brenham as the prophet anymore? But they don't want to leave the message. They want to introduce something but hiding behind Brother Brenham. Even message believers. And don't, life works in a very funny way. If I can start next week and say, brothers, I've read, I've prayed, I've read, and I've looked. I've looked. Polygamy is of God. You must never think that this church will be empty. There are those that will come and say, Oh, pastor, hey, we thank the Lord. We have been waiting for God to reveal this to you. And they will still come to this church. But the genuine city will turn around and say, That's wrong. Brother Mariwa, you have left the truth. Come back to the truth. If you don't come back, we are leaving. Stay with the man as long as he stays with the word. If he leaves the word, leave the man. Yeah. Yeah. Even you, Dr. Anstatt, I don't think you will all go. 
I was telling another brother, say, we are at a stage there, yeah, in the message that even if some pastors can put as a CZ badge, church members will say, you see, our pastor is trying to disguise the devil. He's misleading him. You know it's true. Amen. A real shepherd loves the messenger. Joshua loved Moses. Elisha loved Elijah. Hallelujah. Paul loved Christ. Brother Brenham loved Christ. We love the prophet. And what he said will make sure that it is preserved. I hope you agree with that. Amen. So, let me read something about... And another thing, love the shepherd, but have the spirit of the chief shepherd. Brother Bram says, I'm afraid, friends, in the message they give, as I talk to your pastor today, churches get pastor's spirit instead of God's spirit. We don't need one another's spirit. There's no need of that. We need God's spirit. You go into a church and watch the way the pastor acts. Watch the whole congregation act the same way. That's why a divorced pastor will produce divorces. Hallelujah. That's why when, whenever you say a man is your pastor, you've got to check him by the way. You've got to check him by the way. Because there's an interaction of spirits. But you need not to catch my spirit. Let's catch his spirit. And his spirit will teach you when I'm wrong. But my spirit will never teach you when I'm wrong. Are you still with me? And now, no one has ever seen a sheep pulling a cart. Has anyone ever seen that? No one has ever seen a ship being used like a camel or a donkey or somebody climbing on a ship. It doesn't work. It's because the ship cannot carry the load. It was never designed to carry a load. When you're a ship, don't carry a burden upon you. You've got somebody that you can cast your burdens to. Are we together? And that's a pastor. And uh, I I had much better say this here. You you see, you as you are sitting there in the pews, some of you are friends. You love one another, you call each other, you have tea, you share your challenges and what. But there are certain things that you must not share with your friends. You must share them with a pastor. Because I'll tell you why. If you come into my office, a pastor has got a, a certain confidentiality. A, a, the, the relationship of a pastor and a shepherd, a sheep, is character. It is a, it is a confidentiality characterizing it. So, if you come and tell me your problem, I cannot go and visit Brother Dimsan and say, "Goodness." <laughs> I was with a brother, this one, two, three. 
no sir. Unless I discuss it with a deacon, expecting him to do something about it. If he doesn't need anything to do about it, I don't say anything. Are you still with me? But you, you must not bring your matter to my office after you have gone the whole church, selling the whole church what's happening. And later you come and say, Pastor, how come they know about it? No, it's you. Hallelujah. If you bring your matter, bring it exclusively to the pastor, he will deal with it, he will pray with you, he will resolve it, and if it is resolved, we move forward. Are we together? I hope you are with me here. Brother Branham in the message, God doesn't call men to judgment without first warning him. Paragraph 104, he says, you see in the church there is a pastor, that pastor is a special person. He is a special person. I look and say, goodness. As a pastor, I don't know everything. But he knows everything. And I've picked up that I may not know. A brother came to me and said, at my workplace, this is what's happening, pastor. What must I do? I mean, I don't know what what work he does. I've never been to his workplace. I don't know his boss. How do you advise I don't even know his profession, how it functions. But uh, I said, brother, this is what you need to do. Since the, the boss is after him, he's persecuting him, I say, okay, this is what you're going to do with the boss, this is what you're going to do. He did it for a few weeks. He came back and said, pastor, everything resolved. But I don't know what's happening there. I don't know his boss. But uh, I gave him a, an advice. But because of his attitude towards the office, he that knows the workplace took my advice that is not without experience and made it to work for the brother at his workplace. It was not me, it was the attitude of the brother. We don't know these things, but he knows them. And we can only be effective to your life based on your attitude. If your attitude says the pastor is useless, guess what? I'm going to be as useless as I can be. And I'm not going to be apologetic. But somebody say, pastor is useful. Let me call the pastor. It will work. It's the attitude. Amen. He's a special man. That's why I'm speaking when I say special. He's built to be where he can. He can put up with the fastest of the people. Hallelujah. Yeah, goodness. People can be fussy. Yes. Dealing with people is not easy. I'll read a quotation where Brother Brahman says, many are frustration, frustration, not frustration, frustrations in the heart of a leader. And as a pastor, it's a, it's a roller coaster. This brother is the same someone. This brother comes into the office and says, Pastor, I'm not blessed. Absolutely a bunch of nonsense that you said. This brother comes immediately after this brother has left and says, Oh, we thank God. I am growing. And you as a pastor, you've got to reconcile these two extremes in your body. Hallelujah. You, you've got to love the one that appreciates you and still love the one that saw the David. Because if you don't love them, then you're not a shepherd. 
Hallelujah. Are you here with me? It's quite a roller coaster. That's why as a pastor you need men to surround you. Not just to surround you for protocol, but with prayer. Praying for you. Let's pray for the pastor. So that when he speaks to the people, let it work. Let him be effective. Let me be on my knees for the pastor. And let me tell you, you are not allowed to criticize the pastor until you have prayed for him. A lot of times we criticize, but we are not available on our knees. This is not only for this church. It's where this tape will ever go. Don't criticize your pastor wherever you are, unless you have prayed for your pastor. Hallelujah. He's the burden bearer. He's the ox of the team. He's the man that can sit down and sit down with them, two families, and take neither side and reason it out and bring it right back into sweetness. He's a pastor. He knows how to take care of those things. Are we together? Amen. He says in this message, beloved, thou this. He says, now, if you would send to your pastor, and he didn't come and pray for you when you were sick, well, you would say, the old hypocrite, I'll go over and join joins Jones Church or somebody. Amen. I've got no problem with such people. I, I've picked up that in a church, there's always people that are ready to leave that are waiting for a reason. They're just waiting for a slip up and find an excuse and say, we are done. Such people are, are they don't bother me so much. Hallelujah. I, I, I want to be with the people that are into it for the long haul. During the bad times and during the good times. And if you are just here for good times, you are not available during the bad times, you are welcome to leave. Amen. Amen. Jeez, that sounded a bit harder. Amen. That was not my intention. I was just being truthful. Amen. Or do you want a woman that you are married and say, hey, as long as we can go to Mall of Africa, we are right. But as long as the retrenchment letter comes, I'm leaving. Such a woman who say, leave now. I'd rather be alone. You want somebody that, know, that you know when we are up there celebrating, when we reach rock bottom, we'll still be supporting each other and say, you remember we're there. Let's pray. God will bring us back there. You need such a person. Amen. 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 Uh, and uh, I... I, I I don't want to control people. People, are, people have got liberty. Hallelujah. Don't, don't, don't put, don't, don't, don't manipulate people, don't control, don't camp people. Let the people be free to be who they are. I mean, if it's where you are, to associate with whoever they are. I, I would never, I would never go to any person and say, brother, never ever go and visit such and such person or associate with such and such person. That's not my responsibility. You are an adult, you can choose your friends. Hallelujah. Even if they are not from this church, you can choose them. My responsibility is to give you the weight so that whenever you meet other things, you can compare which one will win. 
are we together? I know we are getting into a stage where pastors say, don't associate with such and such church. That's the wrong spirit. Hallelujah. Even those that hate me, I will never say don't go. No, go. I've, another brother asked me and said, but pastor, do you allow? I say, yes, I allow. You can visit them. They say, but they will talk better about it. I say, it's fine. If they talk better about me, three things will happen. Either you will correct them, and when you correct them, either they will repent, or you will be there and join in with them. And when you join in with them, you will leave. And when you will leave, is one minus one problem. Because we are dealing with genuine people. Hallelujah. Yeah, it says that's the reason your pastor can't do nothing for you. You've got to have faith in him and confidence in him as a man of God. It's quite amazing. I saw the church on Wednesday. There is a woman that came here, sick, unbeliever, came to be prayed for, had marrow cancer. You remember I stood here and prayed for the woman? I'm not her pastor. She's in a denomination. But when the brother... His, her brother spoke things to her. She said, look, I need to come to church. If they pray me for me, I'll be fine. She came in here. I prayed for the woman. You remember what I said? I say, if you believe that cancer is gone. And I preached on the message, mind. And I said, if she keep on confessing it, that cancer will go. Last week, she went to the doctor. They gave her a clean bill of health. Not even a trace of marrow cancer. It is not my faith. It is her faith. According to her faith, she got what she wanted. Because she came with the right mental attitude. And when she came with the right mental attitude, the promise of God was fulfilled in her life. Are we together? Amen. I mean, even medically, I would, I would imagine Bramislav is the same. If a man comes to the doctor, yes, there are some dodgy doctors these days. That's why you've got to have a reliable one as a family. Amen. So, I mean, some of us, we die a very premature death because every week we change the doctor. Our files, we are in one city, but our files are at different doctors. That's not the way to go. It must be one doctor that you go to, that you trust. He assesses you. Amen. I mean, these days I'm told, some one doctor told me, say, these days even if you take draw blood and say you need results, that person is not going to come back. He's gone. The doctor is sitting with the results, but the doctor is not going to come and chase after you. It's because he's afraid to go back to the same doctor. He goes to another one to mislead him and say, ah, it's not big, it's just a headache. And the poor doctor prescribes based on what he's being told. I mean, if you come to a doctor and say you've got a headache, he's going to prescribe aspirin. Are we together? But if you ran away somewhere where they thought it is a brain tumor, you're not going to blame this doctor that you say is just a headache. Are we together? And if he says come after seven days, after seven days you have a headache, then you run away. Do you see it's a pattern in the message? 
you help this person, you say this needs to happen. While you are waiting that it must resolve, he has run away. And where he has gone, he will run away. Because a rolling stone gathers no moth. Are we together? As a person, you've got to be stable. You, You must never run away from issues. You must confront issues and resolve issues. Are we together? And even you, brothers, that are coming from uh, out of the country, don't come here pretend to be single when you have left your wife home. And actually, I don't encourage the men to leave a country unless you live with your wife. You must stay with your wife. Your wife is the best protection mechanism for a man in the end time. You can't live as a man and try to be holy and survive, especially in this country. Yes. South African women without God are dangerous. I said it. They don't wait for you to approach. They will approach you. And if you just smile and say, she looks like the one I saw on TV, we will take you home in a body bag. Are you here, brothers? Don't say you are in a foreign land and behave in a foreign way. You are still a son of God. And if you have left a wife back home, bring the wife and stay with the wife. Amen. I hope you won't accuse me of xenophobia. I had to tell the truth. But we've got godly South African sisters that have got the Holy Spirit. I'm not referring to them. I'm referring to the ones that you meet. Very, brothers, dangerous. I cannot say much. Very dangerous. Beautiful. In, in French, we call them femme fatale. You know what it means, femme fatale? Absolutely beautiful, dangerous woman. I'm glad I said it in French. Would you be? That's why when you get into a country, find the church first. Where you can flock with believers. They know the area. They know the challenges of the area. Amen. That's the reason your pastor can't do much for you. You've got to have faith in him. Confidence in him as a man of God. And know that all things work to work together for good to them that love the Lord. And Brother Brandon says, My, your pastor didn't tell me to say that either, but I know this. You've got to have confidence in the man you are dealing with or he don't do you any good to any dealing. You've got to believe your pastor. He's a good God-saved man, preaching the gospel. Stand behind him with everything you've got. With everything you've got. With everything that you've got. Maybe I must say this. If I preach here, do I miss church? 
Do I miss church? No. I'm here every Wednesday, every Sunday. If you are sitting at home and sleeping and just relaxing, having a good time while I'm here, you are not supporting me with everything that you've got. You are misleading me. I need you to support with presence. On Wednesday, I need you to be here and say, Pastor, we still believe what you preach. We still believe the message. That's why we are here. We made it through the traffic so that we can hear the word. Then I knew these people are behind. Are we together? And Wednesday service is still very important. Very important. Let's, Let's say it. Wednesday service is important. Yes. You've got to make it to the house of the Lord. Are we together? Amen. Support with your presence. Amen. Tr- transport is not an issue. If somebody says, I can't go to church because there is transport. No, 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 no. That's a, an excuse. Excuse is an, is an a, you're making an excuse to avoid responsibility. Are you here, church? It is is important to come to the house of the Lord on Wednesday. And when you are here, you don't feel safe to go home. Tell us we are responsible. If we've got to take you, if we've got to escort you, it's our responsibility. But we want you in church. Because if we have you in church, we are getting you out of trouble. And some of you, sisters, if you stay with unbelieving partners, they, they are watching at you. They, they know when the church service is taking place, and they know when you are not going. And whatever you do with them, you are reinforcing the behavior that you are not taking God seriously. Are we together? I'm referring to even single sisters that, sisters that are married to brothers that are not in the message. Hallelujah. Your husband is not in the message. To, to show that you mean business, unless if he denies. See, hubby, can you take me to church? And when he takes you to church, you can say, well, at it, can you wait with me? While he waits with you, then the Holy Spirit can do something. Uh, are you here? Oh, I'm, I mean, if I was married to a man that doesn't worship God, it's a good excuse. I want you to take me to church. I don't feel safe. But you insist on you for them to take you somewhere else other than church. And if a man doesn't worship God, he may be a principled man, but it's a matter of time before he relapses. Because even principles are no longer enough to keep men in his position. You need more than principles. You need the weight. Amen. I know because my father was not in the message. Hated the message so much. But my mother, I don't know how she did it, but she managed he took us to every conference. He took us to every Wednesday service. 
Hallelujah. Amen. And I say, Mommy, you are doing good. I don't know how you do it, but it's really working. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. But you know what? He was, she was showing him where her priorities were at. Amen. Okay. Yeah. No, no. I must read this one. I must not cut the code to where it favors me. He is a good man saved. He is a good God saved man. Preaching the gospel. Stay behind him with everything you've got. If he isn't, go somewhere where they do it. Brother say now it plays both sides. If he preaches the gospel, stay with him. Help him. Because he is a man sent from God, ordained of God to feed you. But if he's not, go somewhere else. I will, are we together? Because it's your soul. If you see me staggering and moving out of my position and saying things that are not right for your soul, and you try to say, Pastor, but what is happening? And I'm adamant. Then you must preserve your soul. Go somewhere where your soul will be preserved because you are accountable. You are the one that chooses the church. You are the one that chooses the pastor. And you had much better be sober. Are we together? As much as I can be tough on you, you need to be tough on me. I hope it, it's balanced. Okay, before we leave. You'll bear with me. Somebody was saying, hey, you take as long time as it was when you had an interpreter. I said, no, we don't put time. God doesn't measure the service based on whether we put interpreter, no. Amen. <laughs> he leads the service. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, the first duty of a sheep is naturally for the sheep to have confidence in the, part, in the shepherd. Not only this shepherd, but the chief shepherd. Cast your burdens upon him. We must love our shepherd. As much as you love me, you must love him. And actually, you must love him more than you love me. Hallelujah. And actually, if you love him and I do his will, you love me. Are we together? So the two are connected. Because you follow me as long as I follow. And if I don't follow Christ, what do you do? You don't follow. Hallelujah. Because another responsibility of a sheep is to follow. But uh, don't follow. Check who is he following. And his life will tell you what is he following. Hallelujah. And another thing, this doesn't apply to me, but it applies to him. You are his property. He he created you. You are his, you are his. Hallelujah. And another thing, the sheep is very particular on their feeding. Amen. No matter how it has to eat grass. It cannot eat anything unless it eats green grass. So this morning I want to ask you, what are you feeding on? If you are feeding, and the, the, you must, as a shepherd, last week I spoke about music. 
and I touched on a lot of things. That's my responsibility. It's, it's not comfortable at times, but what I'm doing, there are so many gates. And as a shepherd, I must be at the gate to guard what goes into the sheepfold and protect it and stop it. And that's why I said last week, I say, some music is great, but there is a demon under that gospel music. So you've got to have discernment to check whether is it gospel or is it the devil discussing music as a gospel. Are we together? Amen. There's a gate of fashion. Sisters, I've got to be there. That's why I saw the other time, and I even showed you, when the pencil skirts got in, I saw sisters who moved over to them. And I say, it's long, but it's still wrong. Because it shapes you. We're not just looking for a long dress, but we're looking for a dress that can flow. Hallelujah. And I said, these days, tight feet is no longer for sisters, even brothers. Hallelujah. Make sure you wear yours the right size. It's not difficult to ask. You must be faultless in your dressing and be a gentleman. Amen. I mean, if you're a man and you're wearing a white, white pants with everything visible, if it, it's terrible. It's terrible. And because the, the devil is so clever, we've been concentrating on sisters. We never saw what he was doing on the brothers. But now we are awake, we see that he's both sides. A tight fit can be shown from different angles, from a sister from, to a brother. Amen. Hallelujah. So even brothers, when you go and buy clothes, have discernment. Amen. Amen. And I must say it. Sometimes you develop a sentimental value for a dress or for a pair of pants that you bought a while back. But as you eat your Nando's and your McDonald's, <laughs> but you maintain the same sentimental value, we are going to have a problem. Are you with me? Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Make sure that your sentimental value goes with the size. Yes. I'm, I'm very dead serious when this thing it may sound funny, but I'm very dead serious. Because when I see somebody that is not dressed properly, it, it rips my, my heart apart as a pastor and say, what does... Because if a, a visiting minister comes here, he looks at you, he can make a conclusion about the man that is in the office. If the sisters render an item here, we can quickly make a decision as to what, are they, what is being preached. Are we together? Hope you are with me. Amen. You've got to be particular in your, in your feeding. Let me read this one then after we close. In the message, the lamp and the dove, Brother Brown says, men and women, God promised in this last day that you would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. He promised he would send the baptism of the Holy Ghost. 
he would call a bride out without spot or wrinkle. He promised you to do it and he will do it. Don't listen to these hiling shepherds. They will lead you astray. When we preach marriage and divorce, there are others that come with a diluted marriage and divorce. Them, they are not even caring about your soul. They are caring about the number in the church. And that's why I had much better warn you, don't listen to these hiling shepherds. Young people, dating is just fornication revamped. I hope you are with me. Amen. The best gift that a young woman can give to her future husband is a preserved life. Amen. The best gift that a brother can give to his future wife is a preserved life. The dating is of the devil. Even if it happens in church, dating is of the devil. Amen. Amen. And in this church, I've said to the sisters, if you get an inappropriate message from a man, bring the message to the pastor. The pastor will follow, will reply to the message on your behalf. Amen. And sisters, it's still allowed that if a brother phones you, you've got really... You can take him to task. Where did you get my number? It must be a mission to get a woman's number. Amen. I hope you are here. The Holy Spirit is the shepherd to feed you sheep, sheep food from this weight. It always comes by the shepherd. He is our shepherd. Listen to him. You are the sheep of his fold. If you are, then you hear his voice. Not what somebody else says. You hear what he says. A strange voice, you know nothing about it. Hallelujah. That's what the prophet says here. May I just stop here? God bless you richly as we stand. Worshiping song for us. As we stand up. Say I love him. I love him. I love him because as a sheep, shepherd, he first loved him.
I don't know. Uh, I've been invited to a dinner with Brother Vindala this evening. Uh, we'll have a fellowship. Just a few things that I wanted to discuss with him. And I don't know, but if I come right, he might be here on Wednesday. with Brother Mpanya now whether he has confirmed. I hope you have your Digon's number. Amen. Amen. But if you check with him, I think he's gonna he's gonna say to you, but you need to come to church Wednesday now. Whether the in the island is coming or not. Amen. But we'll see what we can do. Brother Brother Brian Naiju will be there, so amen. Just give us a, a song or a worshiping song, Brother Kadiwa. will come and start up in prayer for us. As our elder from East Lake Tabernacle, is a deacon to Pastor Chesa. Very great people that always treat us very well when we are that side. Amen. I give myself away As sheep we give ourselves I give myself away So you can use me I give myself away I give myself away So you can here I stand, here I am, here I stand, Lord, my life is in your hands, Lord, I'm longing to see your Keep 
spirit that we feel around here, Lord. Yes. We know it's a kindred spirit. Yes. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, won't you keep this church, Lord, under this anointing, oh, gracious Heavenly Father. Lord, oh, I come from far away, but I find these people, Lord, the same they have is what we have also. Oh, God, may you find us with that Holy Spirit, Lord, that we can always stay with this message. Oh, Lord, we know this earth is not our home, but, oh, gracious Heavenly Father, there is a beauty on the other side. Hallelujah. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, like the prophet said, Lord, our hope, we cherish not our hope, Lord, in vain, but, Lord, we are looking forward to something great. Lord, a better life than this that we have. Gracious Heavenly Father, I do want to thank Thee for the pastor, Lord, who is labored. Oh, God, how I love him from the depth of my heart. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, won't you keep him under this anointing. Lord, under this ministry of Malachi 4. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, until the time, oh, gracious Heavenly Lord, that we come before thy presence. Lord, when we can embrace each other on the other side of the Jordan. Gracious Heavenly Father, may you bless each and every person that is here, Lord. If there is anybody, Lord, with any problems, oh, gracious Heavenly Father, how we want thee, oh, gracious Heavenly Father, to manifest thyself. Lord, to show thou art Jehovah Jireh. Oh, God, that thou Jehovah Rapha. Oh, God, you can heal our diseases and provide all our needs. Hallelujah. I commend this church humbly into thy name. In Jesus Christ's holy name we pray. Amen.
Every 
Oh, my God. 